Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you're ready for an epic family vacation, there's no better place than sunny Orlando. Exciting thrills, never-ending food festivals, fresh new dining experiences, outdoor adventures, and Florida's natural springs, and so much more. Orlando has it all. And Visit Orlando's vacation planners can help you plan the perfect trip. In Orlando, anything is possible, if you can imagine it. And that's what makes Orlando unbelievably real. Plan your escape today and save at visitorlando.com. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. It's Thursday again. Tell everybody to lock in. Grab some popcorn, a drink, and go and throw your AirPods in. It's the one-hour show. Constantly speaking facts. Bulletproof stats are always shooting from Matt. And when it comes to Kyle, you getting numbers and style. Jake is going to educate you. He has that knowledge on fire. Players, step your game up. Don't be sluggish or lazy. Or Jimmy J might hit you with a shaky baby. Catch him on YouTube or any podcast platform. Breaking all the news down like Shaq the backboards no hot takes this is where the hottest debates at now kick your feet up because it's time for straight facts what's going on y'all welcome back to straight facts a sports show that educates and entertains brought to you by the up on game presents network make sure y'all are getting that uh up on game presents for anywhere you get your podcast like follow and subscribe Apple, Spotify, you know what they do over there at Up On Game and iHeart. But uh, the gang is back together, full full squad, my guys, Jake Galley and Stat Matt Robinson. I'm your boy, Jimmy J. Guys, we, we said last week that we were going to put the NBA or the NFL on the shelf for a little bit. It kind of let the wild card race and the playoff race decide itself over there in the NFL. So we're all NBA today in this podcast, but it's good because we got to check back in with the NBA for a little bit. But before we do... How we doing? How's the week been? How was the holidays and the new year and everything? It was good. Like I'm, like you said, I'm glad to be back uh, at full strength here. Get to take a little peek at the NBA side of things, which can get lost in the shuffle. Um, so, yeah. I mean, obviously some stuff happened this week. I'm assuming we'll probably hit on it at, at the buzzer. But um, saw some good news come out today. So, feel, feeling relatively good on this late recording 
I usually work we're, we're a little earlier than this. We part. also got uh we don't really talk about it much, but we got two great college football playoff games yeah, on true. New Year's Eve, which are really true. exciting. Absolutely. Um yeah, Ohio State missing kick literally as the clock struck midnight is it going to be one of one of like Beautiful. it's gonna be a moment for me. It's gonna be a, a moment for me for a, a very long time. But uh Jake, I'm actually glad that you did mention that because I think we'd be remiss a little bit if we kind of just started talking before we kind of recognized uh Damar Hamlin and um just you know everything that that's happened with him and, and the Buffalo Bills. So um I know you guys would echo this sentiment, but just you know on behalf of straight facts and up on game presents just want to uh, extend our condolences to Demar and his family. We're we're thinking about you. We're praying about you. And like you also said, Jake, we got great news today um, that he's been responsive. He's been awake. He's actually been like communicating um, and holding some some close members tight. So um, just an unbelievable tragedy. What happened? Uh, we don't have to break it down too too much before we get into it. But um, yeah, just an un- unbelievable tragedy what happened to Demar. But I, it's great that he's fighting. So. If you guys, you guys got anything to say before we get into it, you guys go ahead. Um, the only thing I'll say, so ironically, um, you guys know I do like the Dynasty Fantasy Football League. In that league, we play individual defensive players. Um, and I, and going into Monday night, had the game wrapped up. I am going to be the champion, um, you know, 50 Congrats. points up. But one of the two players who I was playing against, one of them was Damar Hamlin. So mm-hmm. I think what I'm going to do is probably take half of the winnings and donate it to his toy drive. I don't know if you guys saw Ray's like yeah, yeah, yeah. Millions, millions of dollars. Millions Every already, time yeah. I look at it, they add a million. It was like two million, three million, four yeah. million. Yeah, well, I'll, I'm going to do my Bill's best. Mafia, you know what they do. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah so I'm going to donate to the calls, but just very, very glad to hear he's doing okay. Puts things in perspective very quickly. Yeah. That's awesome. All right, so we will um, attempt to, you know, always, you know, kind of keep Demar in our uh, in our thoughts and in our prayers. But we'll attempt to move on um, and talk about other things. As we said, we're putting the NFL on the shelf, getting back to the NBA, and something we gotta address right now because we can't keep watching all this craziness happening in the NBA right now. Like like scoring on top of scoring, buckets on top of buckets, points on top of points. We can't keep watching it happen without really addressing it and talking about the state of scoring in the NBA. So for the first time in a long time, we got a fact straight at you. So right now, since the 1969-1970 season, it's the highest points per game in the NBA since then, but on 11 less shots and 10 less free throws per game than last year. It's also the highest offensive rating ever in the NBA. So like, before we even break it down, Stat Matt's got a a little smirk on his face because this – Stats galore, like like numbers, yeah. stats, statistics. The more scoring, the more numbers. Like talk about it in an overall sense. Stat Matt, like the scoring in the NBA, but without getting into it too too much. Like the scoring in the NBA, like what's going on there? Uh, basically, I honestly think it's pretty simple. The players are just way too good. They're just making shots that were unfathomable fifteen years ago. Like the like the ridiculous Kobe shots that he would make, like the famous like ridiculous contested shots. Like there's like 15 players in the league that can make them because they saw Kobe growing up making them and said, "I want to do that too." So people are just way too good at shot making. I I think people like have this perception that like people aren't trying on defense. People haven't tried on defense ever since like 
the last team that really tried on defense for a full season was like the like the Pistons run in the mid two thousands. Like this has been a thing for a while. But Some of those Bulls teams too. These score, these I'm about scores, to say, well, we're doing, but I get his point. I get his point. I yeah, but these like, I mean, like over like a consistent basis, like, and it's just people are there. People are way too good at basketball, and I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I think it's, I think it's a, a little, a little a great li- thing. I think it's a little too much, but. I think the game has evolved. I do think sometimes you do get a lack of, of defense in the dog days. And I don't think it's a coincidence that all these big scoring outbursts are happening now in the, in the dog days of late December and January, right before the all-star break <clears throat> in the NBA. But I do think it's a little bit of both a combination of like when the defense lapses, NBA players are so good nowadays that if a, if a, if a slight lapse in defense happens, it means a scoring outburst is going to happen. Not a good game, not a 30-point game. If you don't try tonight, Sadiq Bey is going to give you 50. Like, if you don't try tonight, Anthony Simons is going to give you 49. Like, that's, that's, so that's, what, that's what today's NBA If you don't try, Larry Market is going to give you 40. Like, that's what today's NBA is. That's straight and, up. And that's, to your point, Matt, like, that's what we weren't used to 15 years ago, like Danielle Marshall wasn't going to give me 40 if I didn't try 15 years ago. Yeah. Larry Hughes on you or something. You know, Larry but, Hughes but, has some years, but. but 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 if you don't try this year, Jordan Clarkson is going to give you 55. <laughs> like it's that's the evolution of basketball. That's just I think that's what we're watching is, is a little bit of the evolution of basketball. And, right. And, and to that evolution point, like think about it. It's not, I mean, a lot of the people who we're naming are, are guards or, or shot takers, but even beyond that, the players who really have no right being or no, no need to be skilled, like a lot of the bigs now have some sort of a handle, can pass the ball, like can make high level. These reads where realistically, like, should have no business doing Back in the 90s, it's like, dude, set the screen and roll to the basket and get out of my way. Like, so I, I, and, it goes a little deeper than that. It is that. It's, the, it's that players are incredibly talented. Um, but as we're, we'll eventually get to, there were a couple of rule changes in the offseason that have really popped the top off of the fast break and transition this year. It makes it tougher to defend. Um, but yeah, and because of that, a lot of the top players were already the best are just profiting, you know, even more. In our glenn. Before we get to those scoring outbursts, I do want to kind of hit on that very last point that you just made, the transition point, because I think it's going to lead everybody into saying like, oh, probably more fouls being drawn, more, you know, getting more points at the line. But remember when I said 11 less shots, 10 less free throws per game. So does this mean that the scoring is more efficient too? Like they're not, it's well, not the, drawing more fouls and stuff. The, like in 1970, there wasn't a three-pointer. Teams are averaging 12 makes per game from three. So that's literally 12 extra points because yeah. that's they, they didn't have that option back then. And, I, but I, I think that's in a team sense, though. It's a great point, but that's in a team sense, though. But what about in an, in an individual sense? When we break it down, like, micro level, like, it, they're not. it's not people just – spamming the free throw line like these are these are shots going in from the field right then it, it's looting well, the more score and, and for sure but it, it is easier to make your shots from the field when you know jerry west is getting a, a pass protection while he's trying to drive to the rim as they hand yeah, check yeah. Him. True, and true. and players today have to deal with much much less and not only are they dealing with less but like 
it keeps trending downhill for the defense. Like you're you're getting every everything you think that you can maybe hang your hat on. Um, you know, they're 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 taking them down chip by chip. And I, I forget which coach mentioned it, but basically said like the hardest thing to do as a coach is to figure out how to defend on like a nightly basis. And I yeah. I feel them. It is difficult. And like, from a, like, preach from de- a stats, preaching defense. And from a stats point of view, I think it's impossible to evaluate defense from a statistical advanced stats point of view because if you just I don't want to just be like a Jokic hate thing but like the fact that like Raptor has Jokic as like the second best defender in the league is just like okay there's like there's something's broken in advanced defensive metrics if you look at Jokic and think he's the second best defender in the league we might need a, a stat mat where the stats lie or don't let the stats lie to you about Raptor, whatever the hell it is, and whatever the hell it's got you. No, and even like stuff like defensive box plus minus, which usually is a pretty good indicator. Like you, if you watch Jokic, you know he's the weak link, and a lot of you can say like offense create really good offense creates good defense because a set defense is better than a Man, defense off a miss. So there's yeah. that, but. There also has to just be like we watch. I'm like Jokic is fantastic, but we know his defense is below average. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball. We do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, are like, you know, who's ready to catch Creighton? You know, watch Creighton. They play, and I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shannon, the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, not, gonna, the, not the Big East tournament. Well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That, like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton. Is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. That like that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a is a good team? Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> and then they're never at any of the Yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys and they lose out to like, you know, Lil Dirk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Dirk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? You see the whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. 
Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes Film.com to get tickets now. It's pooty, right? We're like, <laughs> like we know it's pooty. Like, watch, watch basketball, and yeah. and 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 what makes me mad? And I'm I'm, well, I'm getting my head at myself a little bit, but what makes me mad when people try to make, especially Jokic's defense better than it is, is he is too good of a basketball player elsewhere for you to try to make up something that he's good at. He doesn't need that. He's no one pretended it. Steph was a really good defender. He didn't need people, it. People do that. <laughs> no one, Trey Young, no one cares. Like, no one brings up how good Trey. He didn't need it. Like, Jokic won two MVPs not on defense, dog. Like, not just simply put. No, If you eliminated that half of the floor, he'd still have two MVPs. But that's that's just truth. So, like, I don't, I don't need to inflate his defensive numbers. To be honest, I can't tell you the last time I really scrubbed through Jokic's defensive numbers. I'm sorry that you guys have to do that for this podcast. To be honest, because that's not like that's not where we look at his game. So I, I don't, I don't need to do that. But what we do look at Jokic's game is offense, and he's been a part of these scoring barrages that have happened in the NBA. And I want to go through them a little bit, and then at the end, I want us to kind of like talk and deliberate round table about which one has been either the best in our opinion or just the most impressive, most noteworthy, like which one has caught our attention. So the first one we'll do is Giannis because this brother has been going stupid. He's been the first player since Kareem in 1972 to drop 200 plus points, 80 plus rebounds and 30 plus assists over a five game span. These five, these last five games, 30, 21 and 10, 55, 10 and seven, 43, 20 and five, 45, 22 and seven. 27, 9, and 3 on an off night. I, I just ran through like 2K numbers. Like I just ran through video game type numbers and in that stretch, like to, to go damn near three straight 45 and 20 games, 50 and 10 games like this is ridiculous. It resulting in wins too, by the way. Let's not let's not overlook the most important part of these stats is those resulting in wins. So Jake, talk to me about the Greek freak freaking out, man. Uh, it's It really is incredible to watch because I think coming into the league, I don't think anyone really knew what Giannis was going to be. And then when he first started to become a star, I think everyone had the idea and mainly because he was playing point guard, but like that he was going to be a distributing type. I think it was Jason Kidd who had him playing kind of like the guard there. Mm-hmm. And since then, he really has, I mean, this is, this isn't new news. It's a couple years old, but like, look at these numbers 43 and 20, 45 and 22, 30 and 21. If I told you that was Shaq, you'd believe me. Uh, it, it is insane that he is able to affect basically whatever facet of the game he needs to affect in order to keep his team in the game. And, you know, we'll, we'll talk about it, I think, probably a little longer in this next section, but. The take fouls, like taking away take fouls, is a good thing for the fan, is a horrendous thing for any NBA defense who already couldn't guard Giannis. Now you can't even get yourself back and get set. Like, it's just going to be showtime. And that's with a lot of these guys 
why we're seeing the numbers. And and it's look, it's probably a, re- a good thing for the fandom of the NBA that guys score a ton. Um, and that's what we're seeing with Giannis and the rest of these guys that, that we're about to go through. Yeah, Giannis has been like uh, he he's been the best player in the NBA ever since the uh, two years ago, in my opinion, when he led the Bucks to the finals last year. He was fantastic, I agree. I agree. and this year he's been he's the best player in the NBA. And I think people are reluctant to say that he is. Um, and I'm not, and I because I people like say, oh, why isn't he? talking about but he doesn't get like the automatic like oh my god like he's unbelievable until like you actually look through his numbers because i've been saying about this for a while and it's uh been a blessing for nba fans that the bucks have been pretty injured because like Giannis is just having to do like a full carry job. takeover mode yeah like like full kind of like harden and houston some of those years Luca, um, and it's like right. we're getting incredible performances because of mm-hmm. that um that's why i wanted to highlight that these are wins because you know you could do a lot of these like you know if these were losses there would be like luca type numbers where you're like okay great numbers but what's the cost what are they resulting in yeah, they played back-to-back games against the Wizards. He was inactive. They lost by 23. The Wizards stink. Mm-hmm. He plays the next game. He has 55, 10, and 7, and they only win by 10. Like, like he's forced it, to put up these numbers, and it's, it's just not having your Not having your running mate, not having your, your second and third best player kind of going in and out of the lineup of, of Drew Holiday and Brooke Lopez. They started the year without Brooke Lopez. Does that kind of hurt them getting off to a, a start? But the the the... It's it's crazy what Giannis is doing and why it's 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 so dominant to me is when he was starting to you know starting his ascension he was starting to get you know starting to get good starting to become a star in the NBA everyone was noticing how well he was doing but it was saying like the, the, his style of play isn't sustainable you heard James Harden kind of throw a little jab at him in, in one of the All Star weekends right like, it's no skill he just kind of you know lowers his head and goes to the rim everyone's like he's gonna need to develop skill he's gonna to need to develop some kind of handle so you know some kind of jump shot some kind of you know working offense in a half court to get better and he did for a little bit it got it got improved or you know it proved it got a little better but it's not anywhere above average it's not anywhere you know amazing and I think you know he it, it started a little essentially it started to get better but Giannis is still like he still has that dominance about him. He still has that go through you about his offense, the footwork. But it's it's the technique is improved, the footwork is improved, um, the shot selection is improved, the willingness to distribute and how he gets the balls to his teammates, that's improved. But I think it's so impressive because you know he didn't he didn't really change his game style as much as people suggested that he should. He just kind of polished it more and. We're almost getting desensitized to it. Like it's it's he's been this for the last couple of years. And Giannis is more than I think any other player of these players we're about to mention. When he lights up your team, you're never mad at your defense. You're just like, what the heck are we supposed to? Yeah, do? what are you supposed to do with like, that? Well, like you, you're what not you're not even that? mad. At it. It's just like like we can't do anything. Like you get like annoyed because like it's unfair. <laughs> and, I mean, I like, watched. I think that's just the perfect tell of uh, of dominance. Like you cry, like you're upset because you think it's unfair, and you're like a five year old toddler 
losing to like your big brother in basketball because he's bigger and blocks your shot. Yeah, like he just dribbles around you. <laughs> yeah. Like when he's in trade, you talk about how unstoppable he's the most unstoppable player in transition to me, maybe of all time. It you know what I mean? Like just him coming downhill from, from half court is like what truly what are you supposed to do with that? When he takes one dribble and picks up the ball from half court, what are you supposed to do with that? I watched that. You talked about that finals run he made that solidified him as the best player in the NBA. I watched his knee bend backwards in a crescent moon. Like I watched, like he was supposed to tear every ligament in his knee on that play. And he hobbled. Just, for a yeah, I got a little sore. Missed, missed like a game or two against. Yeah, I mean, Miami, I mean, missed, missed, missed the, missed, man, he's missed the half. Missed, missed the second half of that game. Was back two days later with a forty-point triple double, and the series was over. And the series was over. So it's just he's um, uh, just superhuman amongst that. But he's not the only one doing superhuman like you know crazy performances. Donovan Mitchell in a single performance. All these are stretches. But Donovan Mitchell in a singular performance, 71 points, 10 assists, and a big win for the Cavs. That's the only explosion we've seen of Donovan Mitchell. But the the out-the-gate, crazy, dominant play keeping the Cavs atop the Eastern Conference, Donovan Mitchell hasn't gone anywhere. If he, and- if he is... If, when you score 71 points, I know it's like easy math, but it's crazy to think about. And then the next game, you only score nine. You still average 40 points over a two-game stretch. So yeah. he did that. That is an explosion in, in itself. And, and understandable that you get nine points the next game. A little yeah. tired. <laughs> legs, legs a little tired. He did have twice. I think Matt was just saying. No, no, no. no I'm just saying. Oh, yeah, it's right. oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's here's And we got a text, actually. The, it was either no, the night of or, or after. I was going to say this, too. Yeah. Uh, of our guy, Kyle Sirich. Uh, obviously, Kyle, uh, having been with us while Donovan Mitchell was going through the playoffs with the Utah Jazz, we've had a lot of debates whether he can be the number one guy on a for, on a you know true title contender. I don't know if I consider the Cavaliers a true title contender. But what I can say is that I believe Donovan Mitchell has now put himself like. Really, it's like there's no putting the toothpaste back in the tube once you score 70, right? It's like I'm yeah, here. Yeah. Like I'm, totally. I am a, I am one of the best players in the league. And I, absent of that, all of his scoring stats are w- not just up, but way up yeah. this year. Like um, just from efficiency to scoring. So scoring 29 is previous high as 26.4. But like percentage-wise, in Utah for his career, he shot 44.1. Last year he shot 44.8. This year he's at 48.7. From three, he was like a 36% three-point shooter in Utah. This year he's 40.7. Free throws, even he's behind free throws. Like he is, remember, he's 26 years old. Just because you play in the playoffs every year with Utah doesn't mean you're automatically five years older. Which yeah. we, we kind of got the perception because he was playing and Seems it, yeah. bit from the first year, and he's he's 26 years old. He's like he's like younger than the guy who's charging the college football national championship. So yeah, that's yeah, that is ridiculous. <laughs> Stetson Stetson Bennett is no younger than 35 years old. By the way, no younger than 30 years old. We can we can we can table that for a different match. But um, no, I, I'm glad one because we we have to give Kyle a little pseudo victory lap because he called the text it said verbatim that night 
in quotes, get you a bucket guy after the 71 point performance. Cause that was Kyle's quote. He said, Donovan Mitchell is a get you a bucket guy when you need it. He got 71 of them. So I can't really dispute it. Um, I, I hear what you're saying, Jake, that you can't, you can't, you can't undo, you can't unsee what we've seen, right? You score 70 points. Then it puts you in a, in a category of scoring in the NBA that very, very few can touch. But you know what? This 70 points is very is is kind of synonymous to me. And he did it much younger in his career. I but Devin Booker 70. He, Devin Booker 70. Right? Yeah, they got blown out in that game. They did. They, they weren't even close. Donovan Devin Mitchell Booker, got his carry team to the win. To, a, to a win, right. Um, a close win. But I'm talking about the aftermath of it. So And Devin Booker, that was what, his second, third year in the league? Like, much younger in the league. But did that make us think that, oh, he's going to be the best player on a title team? No, but he did end up being the best player on the title team. <laughs> ah, you can put him up there with CP. I was about to say, it's kind of, it's kind of like a 1A, 1B to CP, right? You know what I mean? Like, it's, yeah, it's that's right. There's, unlike, they, 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 they have their turns, but like, I, to me, it didn't. It, I don't know if it. I don't know if it leaped out of a Mitchell. You don't think that. it changed like, anything? I don't. I don't know. I don't. I. I think something I don't, about I don't it think... that still doesn't. Doesn't. It's not. I'm not there with it yet. Me, I don't know what it is. For I me, don't... the seventy just solidified. For me, it's the whole season. If he was putting up Utah, if he had this game last year in Utah with the Utah numbers he had, they're like really good, but like not quite there. But it's been basically half a season. Like, this is who he's been this year, and this was, like, his crowning performance proving that he is, in any other year, like, a prime MVP candidate, and he's, like, probably, like, ninth. <laughs> yeah, and, and but but the, to make him a prime MVP candidate and to make the Cavs legit title contenders, like, I would love to see Donovan Mitchell doing all this and not and, and see Darius Garland's production numbers not take a hit. And, you know, see Karis LeVert's numbers in production not take a hit. And I, and I don't have the numbers right in front of me, but Darius Garland was an all-star last year, and I hear no all-star talk. He's not going to be an all-star. But year. you know what I mean? He's not gonna, and, and I know that. That doesn't mean he's not going to play. I know what he is, and I know that also doesn't mean that I'm shocked that he's taking kind of a backseat to Donovan Mitchell for a little bit. Last but, year, Darius Garland averaged 21.7, 8.6 assists. This year, he's averaging 21.4, 7.8 assists. He's doing fine. No, never mind. He's doing and he's fine. still not going to make the All-Star. Everyone else added Everyone else is going up. Their, yeah, that's what it to is. their that's average, is. and he just stayed the same. And he just stayed the so same. So kind right. of like in a way, he declined by three points because he didn't keep up with like the, the curve. Well, and, 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 and here's the thing. And here's yeah. the thing. <laughs> the inflation. The inflation of basketball. And here's the thing. That, that climb in three points may have happened if Donovan Mitchell's not a part of the Cavs. And I'm sure he'd gladly take those three points off of his average for Donovan Mitchell coming in and make the cap making the Cavs a better team. But in terms of individual performance, like, you know, I, I would I would love to see Darius Garland still continue to ascend as Donovan Mitchell is there, not watch Darius Darius Garland hit a ceiling or plateau as Donovan Mitchell is taking off with the Cavs. So maybe that's the kind of the next step in the evolution of either the Cavs or Donovan Mitchell as a number one or as a leader is now how do I get number, my number two to you know up his play like I'm upping my remember play. they're 26 and 23 they've got right, a right, got room to, to do it out, got yeah. room to, I'm not saying I'm not saying he's not gonna do it I'm, that's what I'm looking forward mm-hmm. to seeing or can I see it that might be the thing that makes me go Donovan Mitchell is the best player on a title contending team if and when I see that 
Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now. And I don't think that's a standard. I don't think that's a standard that he can't live up to or that I shouldn't hold a basketball player to because like we had to watch Giannis make Chris Middleton better and make his team around him better for them to win a championship. We had to watch LeBron make his team better before they win championships. Like it's, you know, it happens. Players got to, got to, your best player has to elevate those around him. Um, but we'll move on to the next big scoring outputs. And that's Joel Embiid, your guy, man. 35-plus points uh, per or 35-plus points in 11 of the last 14 games in December. He was going crazy without Tyrese Maxey, a little bit without James Harden. You want to talk about putting the team on his back. Embiid did that for a little bit, especially in the beginning, the beginning of December without his running mates. He's out right now, but before he went out, he was going on a tear that was you know, having everyone put him right in the middle of all these MVP conversations. I, I don't think so. he'll be out for too long. To me, like, he is the second leading scorer in the NBA behind yes. Luka. And he is anchoring one of the best defenses in the NBA. Like, it's a really easy, like, the fact that he might not be an all-star starter makes me want to, like, throw a riot. Like, I, I like... It, it cannot happen. He is way too good to not be an all-star starter this year. And I know the Durant, the Tatum, and the Giannis cases, 
but I don't care. Embiid is not the one you can leave out. And who's the one scenario. you can leave out? It's either Tatum or Durant. Yeah, I mean, like I honestly, know. here's I mean, the thing with that type of stuff. I almost don't want him to get it as a fan because, in my opinion, that makes him more motivated. I don't know. As an obje- as an biased Sixers fan, I would rather him get less minutes in the game, be really pissed about it, and then just like destroy the next ten teams he plays after the break. That'd be cool, and to not get hurt in the game. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> we'll play, like, we'll real, the like they'll, they'll, he's gonna he's gonna play like the center once like they the, the whoever the coach. What's is, the like, real lineup? Like, yeah, what's what, the, like the, the closing, closing lineup? Qu- he'll be in there. Yeah, yeah the closing quarter. Uh, yeah. All you have to know about Embiid, Jokic, whoever, who's the best big. I think it was either last year or the first year they did the Elam ending in the All-Star game, in a game comprised of the league's best players. They went to Joel Embiid like he was in college, the only guy on the floor who could score. They fed him the ball. The best players on earth. All five of them on, on Eddie, the team feeding him. The- Eddie gave him buckets. Eddie, Eddie gave Bron a dream shake and gave him buckets. So, <laughs> I think. I mean, look, we've talked about it a ton. I if if I'm taking a big, you 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 are for, and you know what? Maybe maybe he's not first. Maybe you could convince me into taking Giannis if I really strip away all of my emotional attachment. But like true centers, he is by far, in my opinion, the clear pick for number one. Uh, center in the league, so yeah. good for him on on underscoring outburst. Yeah, uh, yeah, for sure, and and good for him for being number one in Jake's book. That's a big accomplishment. DeAndre Jordan has more first team All NBA's in his career than Joel Embiid. Yeah, you shouldn't have said that, man. Hurts, don't <laughs> like like it's it's his Joel Embiid's accolades are so like he's never been first team All NBA. He's never been an MVP. Like he, it's so. Like, it's from, like, a basketball historian point of view. Like, when I look back at, like, when I value players and I, that I didn't watch, like, well, who, who was first-team All-NBA and who was second-team All-NBA? The fact that Jokic gets it over him and beat every year, it's just like, this people are good. Like, I'm going to have, like, my, like, nephews, like, say, well, Jokic was actually better than Embiid because they'll have, like, yeah. me and my brother's brain and try, and we'll, like, flip out. And you'll see, and you'll see Matt on the news no, for, you hurting, not on, for, for hurting a 12-year-old boy because he couldn't, because he, because of the outrage of, of them saying that. And, and, and that's, you make a good point because now that I think about it, that has the opportunity to be one of the biggest, like, I don't even know how to phrase it, misconceptions or, or oversights in NBA or, you know, I'm just going to say NBA history is if Embiid continues this and doesn't finish with an first team, all NBA, uh, an MVP, a defensive player, the one of those individual accolades. If we look back in the history books and Embiid doesn't have one of those, that's going to be one of the, I don't know, like one, one of the biggest rewrites we have to do in the history of the NBA. Like, for, for us to have seen all of this dominance and to not have it show in the history books for 30, 40 years down the line for, for, for people to reference it and to see it, like to really look back into this span of 10 years in the NBA for it to perceive, be perceived that Jokic dominated over Embiid. And it, like, that's, that's crazy. There were people the year the Jazz and the Sixers were both the one seed. There were people who voted Rudy Gobert ahead of Embiid for all, all NBA rankings. 
Not a lot, but there were a few. That is such there's always gonna be a, there's like gonna it's, be, it's, there's he's so underappreciated. And I I need because I just think Doc and the Sixers just are destined to just screw up in the playoffs. I need him to get these personal accolades. Well, why look, man, <laughs> you are gloom and dooming. No, he's, this he's, episode yeah, yeah, yeah. he's traumatized, dog. He's tra- he's, he's traumatizing me. He's hurt. No, he's been that way for a little bit though. He's Let, I've it, noticed. No, no, the thing that no, broke, no, he, no broke you bring me it is down. Like the Even Raptors, the Eagles too. Eagles too. You no, bring it. You've been bringing it down. Like when, the, <laughs> when when we when we blew out the Raptors to clinch the series and we got like twenty minutes of happiness, like oh we blew them out on the road. Yeah, we can do this. Playing Miami, it's like oh broken face and bead because Siaka melted him when it was a blowout already, and it's just like he'll miss. And then it's just like oh we're just never getting out of the second round. That's just. That's just the way. Welcome to Philadelphia, Matt. Welcome it's, to Philadelphia, it's, it's, buddy. It's, it's rough. Let's, let's, let's get y'all out this rabbit yeah, hole. Yeah, please. Um, Luka Doncic. Hey! Over his last five games, averaging 43.4, 12 rebounds, and 9.8 assists, like I said, over these last five games. Um, his five-game stretch has been crazy. Giannis's five-game stretch has been crazy. Um, little bit of different outcomes in terms of wins and losses, not as many um, outcomes or not as many resulting in W's for Lucas case, which has been the tale of the tape, the story. Right. And then now I've heard that they're, they're going to be potentially shopping Christian Wood, who was, who was supposed well, to they're, be. They're on a seven game win streak. Win streak. Dallas. Okay. So, but then I heard they're potentially shopping Christian Wood, who was supposed to be their, <laughs> their, their huge, uh, you know, acquisition and, and, and peace next to Lucas. So, the Mavs don't always have it figured out. Matt just pointed out they are on a seven-game win streak right now. So this these five games, this going outburst, outburst for Luka is kind of translating into these wins for Dallas, which is is has been good for them. So kind of what does this say for Luka? Where does this put him in the MVP race? What what how does how does this kind of frame Luka's season? The most impressive thing from Luka this year surprisingly is not his 60 20 10 game which would be the best accomplishment of his career for 99.9 percent of nba players but there's this chart that shows how good how the quality looks for your three pointers versus your percentage and his percentage is like roughly middle of the league average but his quality is the like by far the worst quality shots in the NBA from three. And he makes it. So can you imagine if they're able to develop perimeter talent around him in Dallas where he gets decent looks? It's I don't want to just brag, but like I was I've never been more right about a draft than knowing Luco is gonna be a superstar. And he is just he is everything you that's exciting about offensive basketball, Be, other than like athleticism. But he makes crazy shots, he makes crazy passes, and he has just a great swagger about him. And you know he mm-hmm. loves to dominate, and he is. And I, I think he is like I like I think I think God, it's so tough. Everyone else is so good, like. 
he's the best player in the NBA, except he's not because there's Giannis and Embiid. That's like, <laughs> but um, like he's he's to me so the, good. To me, of of all the scorers in the league, Luca is the most is the most fun for me to watch. Is the as the most he's the most entertaining when he scores and when he gets going. Is like tr- he, truly Luca moves at one speed, and I think it's so impressive and incredible to see that no matter who's on him, how many people are on him, the the def- defenses he sees, the looks, the angles, what it doesn't matter. Luca's gonna get to his spot at his pace and get his shot off, and I just to, to see a guy with a combination of that, you know, kind of size, power, skill, but not speed. Like usually when you're putting all those accolades together of a great basketball player, speed is somewhere in there. You're like the combination of size, strength, speed, and you know what I mean? Or but at you least say like quickness, right? Quickness, like, right? You say all of that about Luca, except the speed and quickness. But he's <laughs> but but he still gets around you, he still gets to his spot, he still gets it's it's incredible to see and he said it he said it twice he said first when he came in as a 17 year old he said it's it's i think it's harder to score it's been harder to score internationally than it will be in the nba and then he said it last year on jj Mm. reddick's podcast again doubled down on it Mm. and said absolutely and he said because he said mainly because of the rules we'll get to it but just because the the nature of, of defenses and the nature of how things move in Europe. He's like, it's harder to score in Europe than it is in the NBA. They, they probably laugh at the NBA game now with how it's played. Uh, uh, just really, really quick, Matt, for Luca. Uh, I hear you. Like, I think there are better players. He's the most skilled player in the NBA. It used to be Steph You can Curry. say that. You I can think say that. Between Curry, Harden, I think KD and Kyrie are two guys who are very, very, very skilled. You know, all those guys are very skilled. But like you said, he doesn't have the blow by speed. He doesn't have the quickness. I mean, he does have a quick first step, but it's not you. He's it's not athleticism that he wins on. And what we have been complaining about, or I have been complaining about thus far, is that the super athletic guys are going to dominate because you can't. There's freedom of movement. No more take fouls. Luca doesn't really game the system with his athleticism. He's averaging thirty four nine and nine off of getting people onto his hip and making the right read yeah. every time. But I, I, I don't want to Russell Westbrook hate, but if it was Russell Westbrook, he'd have three less points, but one more re- like he, one more rebound and assist averaging right now because Luka does a triple-double hunt. He likes triple-doubles, but he doesn't like game the system to like force assists. Like he plays the game the way like he – it's like LeBron. Like LeBron could have had way more triple-doubles, but – Mm-hmm. LeBron always made the right basketball play, and Luca just does a similar thing. Just an incredible Luca stat. Luca has as many games with more than forty points than he does with less than thirty points. Eight. He has eight games this year with forty or more, and he has eight games with less than thirty. He should be the MVP then. <laughs> that's sickening. Yeah, that's it's gross. He he he. In terms of value, you talk about most value. You talk about your next guy being Christian Wood or Spencer Dinwiddie. He's pretty valuable, man. I mean, look I, to me. It's all it is is where the Mavs finish in seeding, and right now the Mavs are the fifth seed. If the Mavs can, are they the fifth seed or the fourth seed? Right now, the Mavs are the, the fourth. The seed. West is just a bunch. The, the, the West is the West is crazy right now. The Kings the, are the fifth seed. So like the West is a little stupid. The, the, the top ten seed, the, the top eleven teams are within seven games. Yeah, 
and the, the Suns have slipped all the way down. So the West is a little mess right now. But if the Mavs finish a four seater higher, Luca will be the MVP. And Luca continues playing like this, Luca will get the MVP. I, th- I agree if, completely. And in the same token, if the Celtics finish with the one seed and Jason Tatum finishes, Tatum cannot be the MVP. I'm sorry. He might be too good. That was what I was going to say. You can't, you can't just be like a great season on the best team. That's probably the best team, man. That formula will never fail. That formula will never, it may not always hit, but you, you're in the running. You're in the running if you're on the best player on the best team, man. You go finish top three. That's what Jokic won the MVP as a six seed when the Sixers were the one seed. Like, and that, that but, Gian, like, but Giannis, but Giannis finished top three, best player on the best team. No, 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 no I'm saying, like, and when the Sixers were the one seed two years ago, and Beat was the best player on the best team, and they gave it to the guy who was a six seed in the West. Yeah, but the logic doesn't apply if you're a Sixer, if you're on the Sixers. <laughs> we, we know this. So, so like, Tatum's been Calm great, and but. You, the Luca, the Embiid, the like, and they're not dominating the East. They're like a game ahead of Milwaukee and Brooklyn, and two and a half up on the Sixers. Like there's a top, like there's a top five that's all like close. If the Celtics were like thirty five and like seven or whatever, like I could see that. But like they're not like Mm -hmm. having like this runaway best team in the NBA season. They're just like a, a top level team that's in that's like. Of game or two better than the other teams, best and if you're, and if it's, and, but if the seedings are that close, in my opinion, then you can't just say it's oh best player best team. Like you have to say oh Embiid's clearly having a better season than Tatum. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other, as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes Film.com to get tickets now. The Celtics slid a little bit. I don't want to get into a Celtics debate, to be honest. But the Celtics slid a little bit. But if the Celtics stayed as dominant as they were in the beginning of December, that 11 and 2, 10 and 2 start they had, the December 10 and 1 start, whatever they had to December, and Tatum was playing the same, if they get back to that and it averages out through the rest of the season, don't be surprised if, Jayden, if Jason Tatum's the MVP. Just, you just can't be. You just can't be. But um, the last one we'll get to uh, is Jokic talking about MVPs. Because um, he got, just like Donovan Mitchell, had just one big breakout game, uh, 40, and 20, 40, 27, and 10 in mid-December against Charlotte. Uh, a crazy game. But overall, um, it's just having another one of those Jokic seasons. And that 40, 27, and 10 game is just in the midst of all this dominance again on the offensive level. So I got one person here who's, Pro Jokic. I got one person here who's very, very anti Jokic. Smite so, Jokic from the NBA. <laughs> I will go to the pro Jokic side first. So Mac can tell me how good of a season he's having before Jake tries to Thanos, you know, <laughs> snap him into <laughs> oblivion. So well, Mac, well, without getting into the advanced stats, yeah, I've said for a couple of years now, I think Jokic is the best offensive player in basketball. I think he's still the best offensive player in basketball. Like, he's averaging 25.6 points per game, and he's shooting 62% from the field. And it's not like he doesn't shoot threes. He doesn't shoot a lot. He shoots two and a half per game. But he just, he is, 61% is such an incredible number when you're a high volume scorer at 25.6. And the fact that he also dishes out nine and a half assists with only with basically three to one turnover assist to turnover ratio, is he's just the most dominant offensive player in the league. But again, it's like the defense is just what keeps him below everyone else, and it's just people lie that his defense is actually good when it's not. Like it's okay. And shout out to Jokic. The Nuggets are having their best season uh, since he's been uh, with the team. Uh, they're I don't know if they're still the one seed, but they're the one seed for a decent amount of time this year. Um, they are currently they are, the one seed tied, one tied seed, with the Grizzlies. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So like the team success is finally filling in. Uh, and like if if the Nuggets finish the one seed, like they're gonna give him the MVP, and it'll be egregious because it'll be his third in a row and his oh. third overall. Oh. But as a as a singular season this year, oh. it would not be egregious for him to win the MVP. If the Nuggets finish the top seed, three straight MVPs is oh, but but Jake, before you go, that's that's why you have to prepare yourself for it because to me, to to win, if you're going to win and repeat as MVP from the year before, you have to do something in that repeat year that you didn't do the previous year, and it's got to be over the the whole season. You know what I mean? You have to break a record. You have to up your points per game. You have to do, you know what I mean? Something's got to majorly improve. You can't just be continued the same dominant player. And the biggest thing that everyone talks about when it comes to MVPs 
is how is how well your team is team success that's that's the thing the biggest thing in public perception that Jokic could do to secure his third straight MVP is have the Nuggets be the one seed look I know he's got some players back healthy I know the rest of the Western Conference has kind of taken a little bit of hit with injuries and teams being bad and what have you but if if Jokic gets that last thing that people are talking about, and that's the team success, the only thing that really people could knock him for, for getting the MVPs in the past, he didn't just improve it, man. He got the best seed in his conference. He will get he. That'll that'll be it right there, Jake. Like I, I you got to just prepare yourself for that, man. They, I well, I saw a tweet today from 538 saying like Jokic is being slept on his MVP case is being slept on. Okay. He's number one in the NBA MVP ladder. And Oh yeah, he's a two time MVP. Yeah, He's really being slept on. People don't know about Nikola Jokic. They don't talk enough about him. So I, I want to make something clear before I go into this. He is put him up there with Luca. Take your pick. Anyone in the NBA, put him up there uh, offensively. He is as good or better than them. He is an offensive juggernaut, um, and if he was a power forward or a small forward and, and did these numbers, I would be a massive fan. The Bucks got to stop here, though. Uh, <laughs> as the biggest guy on the straight. court, let me, just, let me just level set with everyone who might not be super familiar with basketball. Well, this has changed. We talk the game's evolving. As the biggest guy on the court, when you hold your hands up in the air, you're the closest, you're the tallest to block the basket. We call that a rim protector generally. Mm-hmm. Not every tall guy's a rim protector. Is there any reason why Nikola Jokic being the center, the anchor supposed of the defense, is allowing 50.4% defensive field goal percentage against um, and averaging below, I think it is 0.6 blocks? Like, People love to pour on the offensive statistics, and it's great because they're big numbers, and it, it's it's what draws in fans. I get it. What draws in fans is not what wins games. Period. Mm. Full mm. stop. Mm. So when you go and say, "Oh, he's uh, look at him. He made this pass across his body." Yeah, guess what? A chest pass that the guy gets and puts in is just as valuable. Okay. So when we talk about Nikola Jokic, everyone seems to turn their eyes off when the ball goes down that end of the court because he's already done something amazing on the offensive end. And he's going to be flamed out in the second round unless Jamal Murray or MPJ carries him like they did the last time when he made the Eastern Conference Finals. I've never seen someone achieve so little and get as many accolades on a large scale as Nikola Jokic has. Like It it truly is, and especially because of what we talk about with Embiid. And it's not just Embiid. Like you mentioned Tatum, Luka, uh, Devin Booker, you know, Trey. We could go down the list of NBA young guys who deserve some form of accolades. This is being held up <laughs> by Nikola Jokic. The incessant need to give him stats, or I'm sorry, give him accolades because of these stats that mean nothing. It really, as a, as a basketball purist, it really breaks my heart to see. But well, what are you going to do? Yeah. This is the NBA now. TikTok. Oh, he's doing the TikTok dance. It's good for him, man. You know what? Good for him. Good. Hey, enjoy your second round exit. We'll be on the couch. Same same round, man. Yeah. <laughs> no, you no, you, you were. I, there was more in there than I thought. <laughs> like there was 
There, that was genuine. Just wait passion. to see. And they give him a third one. Yeah, I, no, that's it. Yeah, really, no. no, it really might be bad. Like actually bad. Like <laughs> not funny bad. Like really bad. No funny. No. What's what's the tic tac sound? Not not funny weird or not ha ha weird. Bad weird. Like <laughs> yeah, that's me. Um, That'll yeah. be me. Um, it's, I want to see uh, Embiid and Jokic commercial together just to see what Jake's brain does. <laughs> like he's a, he's probably he's fine. Like I said, if he was a power forward, I wouldn't care. Just call someone else center, rim protector, big, whatever. He plays the same game that uh, uh, Luca or LeBron play. They are the hub on offense. Everything goes through them. Awesome, you're a great player. If you really want to go and see, you go like deep into Nuggets Twitter and like do like win share for forty eight, proving that he's like. Like the like a top five player of all time. Yeah, he's better than Jordan. <laughs> yes, I'm sure. so you see, like crazy stuff. <laughs> have we ever seen? Because when you have a superstar, that's so unnecessary to me. Like, have we ever seen the need to do that for another star? Because usually, when you have a star and they're deficient on a in in some way, you're quick to point it out. When LeBron can't make free throws, you point it out. When Trey Young can't play defense, you point it out. But for everyone else, for Jokic, you want to like phantom get phantom give it as if I'm not watching what I'm watching. As if you're most trying to tell aren't. me you're trying to tell me that Jokic is the second best defensive player in the league. Like I'm not watching what I'm watching. James, I think we're a rare breed. Us, we're, we're a rare we'll breed. Watch Jokic has back to back the second straight year where he's leading the league in defensive box plus minus. That means box plus minus needs a big yeah. overhaul. It means you big. shoot it to the moon. Yeah, it means you shoot it to the moon. And the, and I'm and no one is saying he's bad on. No, Jake's saying he's bad on defense. But like, man, I think you said like he's okay. Remember when Sam Bradford broke he's the NFL okay. record for completion percentage in a season, and everyone's like, "Oh wait, completion percentage isn't good anymore." Yeah, we all agree. Yeah. We're all like, yep, we're, we got more Yes, we need a lot more content. As you Sam should Bradford set the record, and we all like. We as you should, because Jokic as a defender is the same as Sam Bradford as a quarterback. Mm. Wow, a that's word. introspective. That's deep. A man. word, yeah, a word. Let's take a minute. <laughs> Let's take a minute to really process what Matt just dropped on us right now. Let's take a minute. Below average. Jokic doesn't have like glass <laughs> arms when he plays. Glass knees yeah. when he plays defense. He stays healthy. Yeah, that's true. No, um. It, it's there's there's just no need to minimize what Jokic does on the offensive end, but there's no need to overinflate what he does on the defensive end. He can be okay. He can be an okay defender. He kind of, like in, there are moments where he has nice plays and he can be okay, right. but overall okay. he's below average. Okay defenders have good plays here and there. Yeah. That's what makes you okay. You know what I mean? If you take those out, you'd be a bad defender. You'd be. You know uh, I mean? But before we move to at the buzzer, I just want to end with this. There are 44 players this year averaging over 20 points per game, up from 27 last year. I ask you, the listener, this question. Why do we care about the best offensive player when Kelly Oubre is averaging over 20 points per game? Clearly, offense is flawed, and really, we should be overvaluing the the guys who are actually good on defense because of how hard it is. I leave you with that question. And on that note, this has been this has been a very very introspective episode of Stray Facts. So okay, a great great. This is a great actually. I just wanted. I I thought I remembered it right. 
The Warriors won the finals last year. The Celtics didn't crack 100 in games 4, 5, and 6 when the Warriors came back from 2-1 mm-hmm. down. That's that's defense. That just proves the value of great defense. No, no, I think I think the conference finals in both senses last year proved that defense wins championships. And in, in the Eastern Conference Finals, you had two teams who got there because of their defense. The Heat barely could score. The Heat barely knew how to could barely even score the basketball. They were beating teams because they were holding them to under 90. And then the, the Warriors proved way too much for Dallas, not on the offensive end, is because once they hunkered down on the defensive end and clamped everybody but Luka, there was nothing anybody could do. I mean, everybody looked pedestrian in that series. The best teams are still the best defensive teams in the NBA. Like, scoring can be up. Individual scoring can be up. But I, I think the best teams will still be the most physical, the best rebounding, and the best defensively sound teams. You look at all the champions the past you know decade, all but those Warriors teams, really. All those teams were one, two, three, four, somewhere in the top defensive teams in the NBA. So... Just like they don't let them tell you the mid-range is dead, don't let them tell you defense is dead either. You just got to, you know what I mean? You just got to look for it in different ways now. But uh, that's all the time we have for this episode of Straight Facts. It was a good one, an entertaining one, an informative one. Love when we have these types of, uh, of episodes. But as always, we can get some shots up at the buzzer before we ride out. And um, before we do. So, James just had a little bit of an internet issue, but he was uh, going to bring up the Damar Hamlin story. Uh, if you are listening to this podcast, I'm going to go ahead and assume that you uh, were privy to what went on on Monday. Obviously, a very, very, very scary situation with Bill's cornerback or defensive back, uh, Damar Hamlin, going down uh, and suffering a cardiac arrest on the field. Uh, they have canceled the game, no contest. Um, and obviously there will be some ramifications from that, which we'll talk about next week. But really this week, I think, as as stated earlier in the episode, just want to give a shout out to all of the um, doctors in that area and the people on the field where, you know, I've, I've worked jobs doing football games before, obviously not with medical stuff, but operate game day operations. And... I'm sure they drilled this thinking, well, this will never happen. Um, And so I just want to say that I am incredibly thankful that there are people there who knew the protocol, executed the protocol. And and I think, uh, at least from what I've seen in a lot of PR statements um, that came out today, that is a big reason as to why Hamlin has a lot of the motor function and brain function that he Mm -hmm. he currently does has. I'll kick it over to you, Matt, after this. I'll just say it is... I think sometimes lost how fleeting uh, life can be. Like, you know, we're, we're, and, and not to get too deep, but like you're watching a football game, the very last thing, and it's a violent game. The last thing you expect is to see something like that. Um, I still love the game of football. I probably always will, regardless of the injuries that happen from it, but it is incredibly unfortunate. The one thing I will say is that this is an injury that happens um, very, from what I've read, very randomly. Um, it's a 20 millisecond interval that it has to happen in the heart beat. So happens in baseball, happens hockey, any, any chest contusion mm-hmm. sport. So just an incredibly unfortunate situation. Very glad to hear that he's starting to look, look upwards here. 
Yeah, um, unfortunately for me, um, it wasn't that surprising. Um, just because, like, I, I, I don't, I don't really talk about it a lot. Not because I don't want to. Just because I was like little when I was like eight years old. When I was nine years old, uh, I had a friend, neighborhood friend, who was like two years older than me, and basically, you, I wasn't playing youth football. Like, I wasn't playing like just backyard football with him that day. But I like the week before, and his best friend tackled him, and his heart stopped, and he died, and he was eleven. I was like. So it's, I've always known, like, it's, like, a really, like, the can, and I, and I knew about the 20-second, millisecond interval, like, I remember learning all that, and it's just, he also, uh, my friend uh, also had, like, a heart condition that wasn't diagnosed, too, which made it more frequent that that happened, um, but it's just so great that the doctors were able to get to them that quickly, and the amount of times that we've seen doctors come to the rescue at sporting events is honestly their their success rate seems to be really immaculate whether it's christian erickson at the euros last summer whether it's um the, the i don't remember when it was when the guy got hit with the skate in the neck the goalie and they had to plug that up like it's incredible how well trained these people are and how important how great they are like in sports you talk about performance under pressure like like that's like the biggest you can possibly imagine and it's i the fact that they get it right so well just is just i just just incredible plaudits to them and their training yeah for sure. And, and obviously, uh, this will be an ongoing storyline. I think a lot of people at this point are pretty invested um, in, in DeMar's, you know, health and well-being. So it's great to hear that he's doing better. Um, and honestly, a pretty good way to end off this show for all the time that we have today. It was a very good one. Always love to talk some NBA. Um, and another shout out to the Up On Game Network. Go check them out wherever you find your podcast. They have some great shows uh, along with yours truly straight facts here. But for James Jackson, my guy, Stat Matt Robinson, I'm Jake Galley, and these have been the facts. Straight up. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste, the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes Film.com to get tickets now. 
If you're ready for an epic family vacation, there's no better place than sunny Orlando. Exciting thrills, never-ending food festivals, fresh new dining experiences, outdoor adventures, and Florida's natural springs, and so much more. Orlando has it all. And Visit Orlando's vacation planners can help you plan the perfect trip. In Orlando, anything is possible, if you can imagine it. And that's what makes Orlando unbelievably real. Plan your escape today and save at visitorlando.com.